0: This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. This series is a little bit different than your typical church series. Um, I know I give this disclaimer every single week. But um, this is a church that believes in the Bible. This is a church that preaches the Bible, teaches the Bible, lives by the Bible. The Bible is like one of the main things here, okay? And so this morning, though, the type of talk that we're having is not verse by verse through the Bible, okay? This morning, what we're talking through is sort of what God is doing in the lives of people. And, and so there's biblical themes all throughout. There's God themes all throughout. But as you can see and as you will see this morning, God is telling a story in the lives of people. Of people, specifically people inside of this faith community. And so we started in week one uh, with this conversation with Elizabeth Allen, where she talked about, I decided to start. And that was week one. And we talked about her health journey and her weight loss journey, and she lost like some 160 pounds or something like that. And she just had to make the decision to finally say, I'm going to start this. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start this process. I'm going to make some changes that I feel like God is calling me to make to live the life that God is calling me. To live, And so she said that she has to make that decision every single day. She has to decide to start every single day. And then in week two, last week, we looked at I Decided to Stay. And that podcast should be up later this week. Um, I Decided to Stay. And we talked with Bob and Lori Mitten, who Bob's the dude up here who plays the guitar typically on Sundays. And Lori is the lady who's over the Welcome Center back in the back. And so many of you have seen them. Uh, uh, Bob preaches here uh, pretty regularly. And they shared their story of, uh, you know, their early marriage years and the infidelity and, you know, some crisis that took place in their relationship and how God has just weaved all that back together and how they had to make the decision that they decided to stay. Not only did they decide to stay in that marriage covenant, but they also decided to stay in the family of God and not run from God and turn from all of that. And so it's this beautiful story that God is telling through their relationships still with their uh, passion and focus on marriage counseling and all of that, and how they are just so gifted in that area and can speak from such a place of experience and love and redemption and hope, and it's such a beautiful story that God is telling through their lives as well. And so this morning is no different. This morning, we're going to look at another story that God is telling in the life of people, and it's going to be really, really awesome. really, really excited about it. Um, I got my friend John up here. Uh, I, I very... Yeah, who said yeah? Somebody said, yeah, coach. I was just about to say a disclaimer. I very rarely call him John, I call him coach. Um, John, you coached like, when I met you, you were coaching like something like 370, 374 soccer teams at a time. And um, it's incredible. He's this like, just, if, if you have one conversation with him, you'll know why I call him coach. Okay? His, his intense hairstyle is not the only thing intense about him. Okay? Coach is straight up just an intense guy. I believe that he has Mountain Dew running through his veins. And um, Coach, <laughs> I just, it's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, Coach is, um, he's an awesome guy, him and his wife, Bianca, and their kid, some of their kids were the ones up here uh, welcoming you this morning. They're super involved. Bianca is our, what, our preschool director is the deal? Yeah. I don't know if it was preschool or nursery or Trish is one of them. I don't know. Bianca's in like a super important role, so important that it's above my pay grade to know what it is. Um, but she does she does an incredible job around here. John is er, Co- who 's John Coach is part of the parking crew outside and he 's passionate about it. He was baptized last week, so many of you guys were here for that and able to celebrate with him uh, what god 's doing in his life and so coach is going to share today the topic today is I decided to stop and so we started with I decided to start we went to I decided to stay today coach is going to talk through I decided to stop and then next week we 're going to look at I decided to go and so this morning, I want you guys to just welcome coach for me here for a minute. So, um, so coach, you guys have been coming here. You guys have been part of this faith community for like two years, something like that.
1: Uh, I think it's gonna be two years probably here in uh, In July July or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so coach and his family uh, came to our church as a result of VBS like two summers ago um they i don't know how you guys found out about it flyers or something Um, facebook
1: my wife was uh driving down the road and saw the sign
0: okay yeah when we used to paint the signs not ace of
1: base but the other side yeah
0: yeah i saw the sign and it opened you can't be cracking jokes like that (laughs) because first of all that's my gig second of all we're not going to get anywhere if that's the case um yeah yeah we used to paint those big signs out front and uh so they saw a vbs sign came in, and we fell in love with their family, and they became part of our faith family. And so it's, it's been really cool. So, John, I want you to um, kind of start our conversation off this morning uh, sharing your story, sort of what led to your I-decided-to-stop moment.
1: Well, I'm going to have to start really at the beginning. Go for it. <laughs> so so uh, where were you born? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was born in Royal Oak, Michigan. But um, uh, at a very young age, uh, I was introduced to uh, pornography. And uh, I, I would say it was Halloween. I don't remember what age it was, but I don't know if you can say that pornography. But uh, my father would play the Halloween movie, the original one, Michael. Jimmy Lee Curtis, yep, right? Yep. Old and school. that was always on a Halloween, and, and obviously he wouldn't just cut through the scenes, so we'd see everything. Yeah. So uh, from a very early on age, um, I had had access, uh, you know, to nudity or, or pornography. Yeah. And uh, just like many young teenage boys, my friends. Uh, and their dads had uh, some sort of a stash, yeah. um, our neighborhood park had a backwooded area where all the older teens would have their stashes because they couldn 't give up their house, yeah. um, so at a very early age, I, I had access uh, to pornography and it was something that uh, even as I got older, obviously with the uh, you know, with technology yeah. and the ability to get access to things it become uh, much easier to to get access to that yeah uh, and it was something that for me was as routine. Brushing my teeth, so if you think about two or three times a day of uh, brushing your teeth, that was the routine of my life um, until about two months ago
0: but like routine of your life always always yeah. always it's always. like what eleven twelve, thirteen
1: yeah yeah, yeah,
0: that age range yeah, but it was so it, it, and it was so long and so normalized that it really wasn 't a big deal, right
1: yeah, I mean. For me, I never thought of it as a big deal. Uh, I, it's still to this moment; it's still tough for me to to think of it in a big deal kind yeah. of way. It, it's just something that I was every guy does. Um, yeah. Maybe some girls do too, but it's just a guy thing. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, my dad did watch it clearly. Yeah. Um, my friend's dad clearly watched it, so yeah. it was not um, it was not a big deal to me.
0: And it was a for forever thing. So you're dating, and still whatever you're. Engage you're still whatever. You're married, it's still whatever. Didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that's incredible. And so uh, so then what led you, I guess, so what led you then to, um, you know, it's this normalized thing, as normal as brushing your teeth, an everyday occurrence. It's like, you know, you log on your computer, you check your email, you check your yeah. Facebook, you check your sites, whatever, yeah. right? Um, so what then led you to this, this moment or this decision to say, I'm going to stop this? This is going to be, this is done. This is, this is not part of who I am anymore.
1: So I think first and foremost it's important because I, I had this wall here when it came to God. And um, I, I don't know if I put it there on purpose, if it was just always there. But it was here. And, um, you know, when my wife would bring up these things, and my wife, I, I love, you know, very dearly, um, would oftentimes, you know, uh, bring these things up. I would ignore her, you know. Um, I would ignore her, and that. Um, would never want anyone um, to do so for me um, that wall was was there and obviously with um, God through this church through people that I know and love um, all those things slowly started to pin a piece away at that wall and um, sorry
0: no (laughs) it's fine (laughs) let me just interject here to give you a a, a pause I could tell physically when your wall was up because you would come in and your hair wouldn't be gelled (laughs) You would come in. I'm not kidding. He would come in, his hair would be down, and be like, "Well, Coach doesn't want to be here today." And Rich is like, "How can you tell?" I'm like, "Look at his hair. He wasn't excited about being here today."
1: Uh, yeah. You know it's true.
0: You know it's true. Come in, you'd have flat I, hair. I'd be like, it's "Something's different about I, Coach." I, no, no, Oh, I know what it is.
1: It's true when I care. The my walls hair up today hair goes up. So <laughs> <laughs> when I care, my hair goes. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so slowly but surely, yeah. um, uh, you know, the, the, the armor of the wall started to kind of break away. And
0: yeah.
1: as that started to happen, you know, it it it, it all just kind of came to a head here, you know, two months ago.
0: So. Yeah. And so it was, so it wasn't, because I know for some people, for some people, they experience this thing where it's like, um like a, a Damascus Road kind of thing, where Paul's riding to Damascus, the light shines, and it's like, oh, I see the light, oh! And like the, the angels are singing, and then all of a sudden, you're a different person from that day forward. And so some people experience that, but some people, that's not necessarily the case. And when we're in stuff, oftentimes, I feel like an excuse that we have is that we're waiting for that Damascus Road moment to happen. And we're like, well, if God will just give me a sign, if God will, whatever. But you're saying for you, it was this culmination of a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah, I just right? don't think I was ready. I think that um, I needed to go down a much tougher road to break that wall. Yeah, and um, you know, and then when it finally did happen, uh, obviously that moment in itself was was quite big and large. Yeah, because uh, it obviously changed the course of my life as I know it. Yeah, uh, so that is huge.
0: But what led? So what are what are some of these things that came together to to create that moment for you? What are some of the things that chipped away at this wall? How did that wall slowly piece by piece come down? Like how did that? position you in a place where you were able to receive. Yeah, you know.
1: We start coming here. Uh, the VBS thing was great because my wife said, "Let's take the kids." And uh, sure <laughs> enough,
0: Bianca showed up the first night, and, and then and she's like, "Hey, this is awesome. You guys need help." We we're like,
1: "Yes, come on!"
0: And like, yeah, I think she served the rest of the VBS. It, it was
1: supposed to be our date night, yeah. and um, you know, like, so that was. I looked over me. at Sarah,
0: our kids' the Time I was like, "Do you know this lady?" Um, she was like, "No," but she homeschools. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? I'm like, "Yeah, I guess. Cool. Let's do this." <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> well, she
0: yeah, she killed it from day one. It was crazy. So,
1: so yeah, so we VBS, and then, um, you know, she'd been bugging me for years to go to church, and I didn't want to mess up with my Lions Day, you know, so, which but I you finally
0: found a church that has a holy reverence yes, for Lions yes. Day. So, yes, amen, hallelujah. So, so right. I didn't want to mess
1: that up, but uh, I, I promised her twice a month. I'm like, I will go twice a month. That's all yeah. I'm going to commit right now. Yeah. And then on Sundays, when we would not be going, my kids would start crying. And um, that would start to really start to penetrate me in a way that came... I mean, when you see your kids crying and they are demanding that you go to church, yeah. um, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop that. Yeah. So we start coming every Sunday. Um, I was coaching, as he told you, 374 teams. Yes. Um, so I went from 374 teams to one, um, and that made me have the ability to come here every Sunday. So I was able to be here every Sunday. Yeah. We, I started coming to midweeks uh, yeah. every Wednesday. Uh, and then there was one Sunday in particular. I wasn't much of a singer, but I remember I was... By the way, where David is right now, DBH uh leo was singing and and he was talking during during worship and he looked right at me and said we all need to be singing right now we all need to be singing (laughs) and um coach is like (laughs) so so i just started mouthing it at that point i wasn't really gonna sing
0: dang leo okay man
1: (laughs) so that one definitely hurt um So, you know, that that was another one uh, that really started to hit me. And then I, I, I really do believe this. Uh, you have had a tremendous impact on me. Uh, I think you've had a tremendous impact on a lot of the people in this faith community. But especially me, the way you put your message out to people, it has really, truly struck a chord in my heart that I believe is uh, on that on that Sunday, whatever we are talking about. I don't remember we were talking about on that Sunday. But whatever yeah, it was, obviously it was the yeah. last chip off that wall because... When I was done doing my, my Sunday tasks, I was sitting in my room and, at my desk and I was getting ready for the week. And my Bible was like literally, if you'd imagine, it was on my desk over here. And it just it, my, my head turned towards it and it said, read me. I don't know why it said read me. It just said, read me. So naturally, when someone picks up a book for the first time, they go to page one. I did not want to read Genesis.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. No. In the no. beginning, God, you're like, um. I was already
1: on the seventh day, so I didn't think it made sense to read that. You know, so yeah. we, um, I decided to go in the back. And in my, my Bible, like I imagine most Bibles have, is there's topics that you can look. And, mm-hmm. and sure enough, I was reading through those topics. And one that just struck a chord with me was pornography. It came out of me like uh, you know, bright headlights flashing yeah. my eyes. It hit me. And uh, I immediately went to my journal and uh, uh, wrote down that I have a problem. That's the first thing I wrote. I didn't even open up the Bible at that point, and I just started writing.
0: And you were just like, whoa, yeah, this is a thing. Yep. It was this kind of magical moment at your house. It didn't even require, like, an altar call or key changes or anything. Nope. It was just like God met you where you were in your bedroom, and it was huge. I think we have a, Seth, we have a picture of his journal entry to put up there. He shared it with us, um, and so he writes in his journal, I mean, underlined really big. He says, I need help, and so you had this sort of revelation of like, whoa, Like this is a thing. Yeah. And I know, you know, my wife has been telling me it's a thing and, uh, you know, I, I, it's it's a thing, but now you're seeing,
1: whoa. Yeah.
0: It's actually a thing. Yeah. Right? And so what'd you do? You went back to your Bible?
1: Yep, so I read, obviously I wrote that first part and then uh, I went to uh, page 1187, which is uh, Luke, in my Bible, Luke uh, 1134. And I read that verse and I was like, uh, like you cough and do, oh, you know. Yeah, oh, the pff- like yes, dang,
0: yeah,
1: like wow, and I, it wasn't just I was sitting going, holy moly! I mean, that means that I literally have darkness in my heart. It, it, it just it just sh- struck a, a tremendous chord. I mean, it was immediate. Like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? Right. Like, what am I looking at? Like, what is going on? It was like uh, I'm the, the, the purest moment of clarity that I've ever had in my entire life.
0: Right, because it says what it says. I can't read your writing. That's okay. Your eye is a lamp that.
1: Is a lamp that uh, provides light on your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is fa- filled with light. But when it is uh, bad, your body is filled with darkness.
0: And so you saw that and said, "Whoa! The things that I'm putting in front of my eyes is affecting everything."
1: 100%.
0: And so it was like everything. an aha moment. Aha. That's incredible. And so that was when? That was, what, February 26th? Yep, February 26th. And so that was a total game changer for you. Game changer. So you read it, and it was just like, what happened next?
1: Uh, everything.
0: You just changed everything. You were just like...
1: Everything. I have not, I mean, not even had a single urge to look at pornography since that day. Since
0: then. None. And so it's just totally changed... Completely. Your perspective, your vision, everything. And so, so tell, tell me then um, sort of the, the process in that, because... Um, you know, we talked with Elizabeth on the first week and asked her, we said, you know, what's the process like? Since you started this thing, you've lost this much weight and you've become this healthy and and all this. It's like, uh, you know, what's your process? And she said, her process was, I'd have to decide to start every single day, every single moment, every single meal, every single craving I have to curb and I have to decide to start every time. And then when we were talking last week with Bob and Lori, theirs wasn't necessarily that I have to choose and choose and choose and choose and choose to stay. Theirs was more... Um, you know, I'm invest. They're investing in their relationship, so they're investing in good things rather than allowing bad things to take from their attention. Yep. Right? They're investing in the things of the Lord and investing in all that. And so, for you, sort of, what's your process? Is it more leaning more towards Elizabeth's? I have to curb this all the time. Uh, there's still temptation. There's still this stuff. Or is it more like Bob and Lori's, where it's like, you know, I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on this more heavily now instead. Or is it a hybrid of the two? Or sort of, what is that process like?
1: Well, obviously on that, for, on that you. for me on that night, obviously I had to not only stop, but I also had to have a, start having a relationship with God. Like that was something that I had to have. I had to do it uh, more intentionally. I've never done it intentionally ever. I mean, I think showing up to church is intentional, but I wasn't intentionally having a conversation with him or praying with him or reading the word of God, the Bible. I wasn't yeah. doing any of those things. So for me, I started that that next day. So obviously, I'd, I'd start writing in my journal on that Sunday and start reading it. But then on Monday and then every day thereafter, I spend time in the Bible. I spend time praying. Yeah. And um, spend time as much as I can. I have intentional conversations with my wife where I'm asking her. She's clearly more intelligent than I am. Clearly. Clearly more intelligent and more <laughs> educated than married I am. up. Definitely. <laughs> So I have a lot of conversations, uh, you know, with her about it, which is is extremely helpful for me because uh, if I didn't have that, then I don't know if I would be. I'd probably have more struggles. Yeah. Um, You know, so that helps. So for me, again, it's just it's every day. Uh, I'm making an everyday effort to have a relationship with God. Um, I never had that before. I never. In one of the few the other days, I wrote in in my in my. in my journal, one of the, the, the verses that I had read, I, I went all in. I basically said at this point, I submit myself to you. Um, and, and since that day, I've done that. I, I haven't not submitted myself to God every day. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's, I've never felt so at peace in my entire life. Yeah. And I have a very stressful job. I have three young kids. I have a beautiful wife. I have a great life, but I had stress like everybody else does. But yeah. I don't feel that stress anymore. I feel at peace I feel happy. I can park people with passion. Um, you know, so. <laughs> Which he does. <laughs> you know, Coach so. does everything with passion, <laughs> so. even parking cars.
0: It's incredible. So now I know we've been talking. We were talking uh, throughout this whole week kind of in preparation for this conversation. Um, and you had shared with me um, how it's sort of changed and shifted in your sphere of influence. Not that you were like this because you weren't like a monster before February 26th, you no. weren't like a terrible husband and a horrible dad and a irresponsible, you know, loser at work. You know, that that's not the picture of you pre this. No. You were coach. Yeah. You were a normal dude. You were a nice dude. You know, people, sometimes you could tell there was a wall because your hair was down. But other than that, you were a totally normal dude. And so, but what has shifted since this? Because your life has drastically changed. And oh, all of these elements of your life have changed. Share a little bit about that.
1: Well, I—I've I, been married. It would be ten years in May. My wife has been married for ten years here in May, just nice. like you, Yeah, right? me You're too. 10. Yeah, right on.
0: So we uh, made it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. So Here's so far 10 so more. good. So far so good. They haven't left us yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, keyword yet. <laughs> but you know, um, my. My relationship with my wife is, is 10 times better. Yeah. I mean, like, it is 10 times better. Like, I cannot tell you how much I love you, and I am so sorry that I ever did this first. So, <clears throat> that's better.
0: <laughs> I can't look at Bianca. I will lose <laughs> it right now. I'm like, focus on John. Focus on John.
1: My relationships with my kids, I'm, not that I was a bad dad, but the intentionality and um, the things that I'm picking up on and recognizing are things that I didn't see before. I, I joked around this with Bianca a couple days ago, but it's because it's true. I used to have a lot of voices in my head, you know, telling me I shouldn't do things. You know, your parents, you know, you probably in the background somewhere. Um, God somewhere in there. But now I only hear one. I only hear God telling me what I should not be doing. I only hear one voice. Um, that to me, I mean, all that other stuff is gone. The chaos in my head is gone, uh, and it allows me the ability to, to see things more clearly. And um, it, it sounds crazy, but it's, it's the reality.
0: Yeah, and it's nuts. I know we've been talking, to you're like, man, I know I'm saying this stuff. But when I used to hear other dudes say this stuff, I'd be like, no, nah, man, they're crazy. But now you're saying this stuff.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm all in. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I
0: mean, it's, it's, it's incredible, man. It's super, super, super awesome. So um, let me throw this out there. Um, so on the other side of stop, because I'm sure there are people in this room Most of the people in this room have something that's coming to mind that they're saying, yeah, yeah, I should probably stop that. Yeah, that's probably something I should let go. Yeah, that's something that's tripped me up. That's something that's holding me up. Whether it be, you know, an addiction, whether it be uh, a a toxic relationship, uh, whether it be, you know, our eating habits or whatever the case may be, you know, there's something that we should say, I need to stop this. To be the person that God's calling me to be, to do the things that God is calling me to do you know, to be the husband God's calling me to be, to be the father, to be the whatever. Um, so what, what advice would you give people who are, are having that internal dialogue right now, that are on the cusp of saying, you know what, yeah, I'm going to make this decision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. Like, t- t- today is the day. This is a flag in the sand kind of day for me. What kind of advice, you being on the other side of that decision, what kind of advice would you give to that person?
1: So I think you, you have been making this uh, statement since I think it was the, with the and principles of the path, is what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, direction, not intention leads us to our destination.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, there are roadblocks on that path. And oftentimes, you know, we either stop and turn around with that direction uh, or we drive around them, um, take detours. yeah You have to eliminate the roadblocks. I mean, I allow these blocks t- to control my life. Um, and those blocks prevented me from having a, rela- a realistic relationship with God we have, to, we have to eliminate those blocks if you do that then the rest will fall into place on its own um, he, even though I'm still getting to know him, he understands me, he, he knows me more than I know me he knows where I want to go and I have to just put my trust in him and uh, that's the advice telling you to stop doesn't make a lot of sense because my, my wife, I wouldn't stop for her and I'm married to her and that sounds terrible to say it's one of the most humbling things that I've ever experienced in my entire life. And I can tell you that whatever she's feeling right now is probably ten times worse than me because she's probably saying, well, it didn't take me. It took God. I, like, that's, she's happy about that. I'm finally stopping. But, you know, I, 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 I can imagine what she's going through as well. It's, eliminate the roadblocks. You know, um, if they're there, f- try to find a way to get through those. Find a way to, you yeah. know, get back on that path. Get to yeah. your destination. It took, me, you know, it took me, you know, 20-some years to get there. Hopefully someone can get there a little faster than me.
0: Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's huge. That's powerful. Because I know there's people in here, even maybe, maybe they're not the ones that need to stop, but someone in their life does. Yeah. And they're praying, and they're diligent, and they're seeking God, and they're asking for that moment. And you're a testament and a testimony that it can happen, you know? It can happen. It, it took you 20-something years, but, you know, February, what is it, February 26th, yep. that'll be ever for, forever etched in your brain as like, dude, that was it. That was the day that I stopped. That was the day that I yielded. That was the day that I said, yeah, let's do this thing.
1: I think like 4.15 like will probably be a bit more important day to me yeah. uh, than a, uh, the, the 26th because that was the day I was baptized. Yeah. So for me, that will be the number one. Uh, the yeah. number two, obviously, could be the, the 26th. Yeah um but yeah
0: yeah it's like a new life for for coach i love it dude that's so that's so so incredible so this morning what i want to do is um i kind of want to bring this to you guys and make this kind of real to you cuz i know that many of us in the room we have stuff that we need to stop we have stuff that we need to let go of we have stuff that we need to leave at the foot of jesus You know, I know the the midweek uh, discussion before Coach had this experience on a Sunday night, the Wednesday before, uh, we talked about yielding. I remember on the Wednesday night we talked about yielding, and we talked about how the the, the words in the Bible are just letters on a page unless we decide to yield to it, unless we decide to say, all right, it's not about me calling the shots anymore. I'm going to let God call the shots, and I'm going to yield to this. You know, good advice is nothing but words unless we yield to it, right? It means nothing unless we're able to step back and say, Okay, I'm going to let this in, or I'm going to let some things go so that this can come in. And so what I want to do this morning is the band comes up and gets prepared to, to lead us in another song. I want us to grab a Connect card, and I want us to write on that Connect card something that we're going to let go of, something that we're going to stop. If you're, but I want everyone to do it because I don't want, like, three people to be like, Oh, I'm so embarrassed. i got to grab my card and do this. But I want everyone to do it. And so if it's nothing for you, just write airplanes on there, okay? Airplanes is a long enough word where someone will think you're writing something. Okay, But I want everybody to grab a connect card, and there should be a pen. And I want you to write something that you're going to let go of, something that you're going to stop, effective today, that today can be sort of your moment. And again, if you don't have anything, then again, you can write airplanes or write, you know, John is awesome or go coach or whatever it is. But I want everybody to be writing something so that nobody feels stupid for writing something or no one feels embarrassed because this can be a really powerful moment for some of the people in this room. But I want to give you guys the opportunity to write down, say, I decided to stop this. I decided to stop this toxic relationship. I decided to stop telling myself this. I decided to stop viewing myself this way. I decided to stop this addiction. I decided to stop this habit. I decided to stop going to these places. I decided to stop whatever the case is for you. And I want this writing it down to be symbolic of us actually letting go and actually releasing the things that are holding us back from where God wants to take us and for God, who God wants us to be. Because God's wanted coach to be in this kind type of marriage relationship the whole time. God's wanted coach to have this sort of view and perspective of his kids the whole time. Coach just had to put himself in the position to yield to leadership. So I want to give you guys the opportunity to just lay it at the foot of the cross this morning. And so as the band leads us in another song, they're going to lead us in this time to respond. I want you to do business with God. We've intentionally carved out a little bit of time here at the end of the service where you can have a conversation with God. You can do business with God. And if you're not too embarrassed and it's not too weird for you, I want you to take those connect cards. let want just come lay them up here as a symbol of saying, I'm laying this at the feet of Jesus. I'm not walking out of here with this. I'm leaving it here this morning and so you can do it now you can take a minute to write it as the band leads but i want you guys to have an opportunity to do business with god this morning thank you for listening to the central church podcast we hope this has encouraged you inspired you and you experience life change if you are unable to attend our sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc and don't forget to rate review and subscribe on itunes